0: This is the Real Estate Investing Abundance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Allen. I know you're excited to get into today's show, but I have a very exciting announcement to share with you before moving to the show. We've just launched a complimentary and comprehensive webinar that, among other things, shows you how to legally use passive real estate investing to reduce your taxes, recession proof your nest egg, and take the sting out of inflation. If you're curious to learn more, go to steetalker.com forward slash webinar and It is complimentary and only takes a couple of minutes of your time. Once again, that is steedtalker.com forward slash webinar. I'll see you in the webinar. Enjoy today's show. Hello, enlightened investors. Welcome back to Real Estate Investing Abundance. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Lomax, and delighted once again to be with you today. And we're going to take a look at what a former hospital CEO takes as an executive, how he takes an executive approach to the easiest niche in real estate investing. Mason McDonald is a former hospital CEO who is turned full-time land flipper. He utilizes an executive level approach to grow and scale his business and to help others do the same. So, Mason, take us into the show and share a memorable experience that helped you to be who you are today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Allen, for having me. I think, uh, you know, to dive right into real estate and, you know, one of the most memorable experiences that helped shape me was my first real estate deal. It was 2021. Um, I had just learned about flipping land. Uh, I was the CEO of a behavioral health hospital here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And you know, I purchased my first piece of land for forty thousand dollars. It was seven and a half acres, and I turned around and I sold it for one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars. And I quit my job. Um, <laughs> it uh, you know, kind of why why I bring up that experience is what I've learned in the business of you know whether it's operating a hospital or investing in real estate is sometimes there's less complexity tackling the larger larger deals out there. So, you know, if you can simplify your approach and execute at a high level um, and utilize effective systems that other people have proven to be successful, uh, you can make a lot of money in very easy ways. And I think that's kind of been my approach to this business in general and helped shape me where if I can do something uh, in the easiest way possible, I'll be able to execute at a higher level and make more money
0: makes total and complete sense. Well, Mason, what took you into real estate and how did you actually find the avenue of land flipping? Yeah,
1: I'd always been interested in real estate. I grew up divorced parents where my dad owned a commercial real estate investment company, so I kind of always was exposed to it as a, a young kid, you know, 4 years old in the car going with him to pick up rent checks and understood how easy that was and You know, my mom and stepdad who, who mostly raised me, it was always the path of education, you know, get more degrees, the more degrees, the better, uh, go work for a stable company, work for, work for them till you're 65 and then retire, um, out of your 401k. And I could not stand the thought of doing that. Always been educating myself about real estate, finally made it, you know, to the, to the top in my career and was ready to invest, you know, listened to all the podcasts, read all the books, wanted to invest in commercial real estate had saved up a little bit of money and I was uh, meeting with a, a now friend and mentor of mine that uh, I was going to invest with him on a townhome development and then he told me that he flips land. I learned how much he was doing. So I, you know, paid the money to get the education within the business and just jumped right in, copy and pasted exactly what he was doing. I've iterated it since then, but uh just copied the formula and it, it was too easy. Uh, land is a super attractive niche within real estate just because there's a low barrier to entry from a capital perspective. Uh you can get in as low as you know, free. There's people that will give you land to multi-million dollar projects and uh that was really appealing to me. Um, also, the lack of competition within the land investing space.
0: Well, this was in two thousand and twenty-one, uh, and and you said the lack of competition. Uh, mm-hmm. This is two thousand and twenty-three. There's been more information on land flipping. Do you find it to be more competitive today than it was in two thousand twenty-one? I don't think so. You know,
1: I, I got started November of two thousand twenty-one, leading right into two thousand twenty-two. Uh, so still, still new to it. But uh, the the way I look at anything is, you know, from an education perspective or from a business perspective, there's about 20% of the people util- doing 80% of the deals. So all I have to do is, you know, it's like the analogy of running away from the bear. You just got to be a little faster than the person at the back of the line. And that's kind of my approach is I see what other people are doing and I just try to do it a little bit better than them and focus on my lead measures which is marketing to sellers uh, in order to close deals and I typically tackle much larger deals than what a lot of people in the land investing space do. Um, a lot of the people out there talk about you know buying lands you know for a few hundred or a few thousand and selling it for in the mid-teens and go for volume uh, I go for, much larger deals, typically six-figure profit spreads um, with the other ones mixed in. So I'm targeting kind of a niche within land investing that not a lot of other people are doing. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you talk about, uh, you just mentioned as you were going into the program here that you find the easiest way to do things. So how have you simplified this process of land flipping? Uh, What are some of the techniques? What are some of the tools that you have Discovered and that you've implemented to your benefit. Absolutely, I
1: I have a very simple process. So my marketing tactic is direct mail, which is very similar to what a lot of people do. I don't do blind offers, which I think is more typical. I send neutral letters. I send postcards that say, you know, I want to buy your land for cash, or are you tired of paying property taxes on your unused vacant land? Uh, so I pull lists from PropStream. Uh, It's just a data aggregation website. You have all the different asset classes within real estate there. Uh, I target people typically that live out of county or out of state that have owned their property for a minimum of 10 years. I then direct mail all asset class or all land use types. Uh, I do commercial, industrial, uh, residential, recreational, agricultural, all of it. So I cast a wide net. Uh, I have a full-time acquisition manager who is Salary plus commission. So he's able to field all the calls that come in. And I use Pebble is the uh, CRM or customer relationship management tool. I'm able to send all my mail from there, manage my phones from there, track my deals through my my deal flow through there. And uh, my job now that I have a full time employee is Checking and checking boxes, and making sure that deals are approved, and you know, allocating the funds or raising the funds necessary to complete the deals, and then I hand them off to realtors to. To sell it, and that right there is the you know forty-five second version of my entire business. It's work. It works. It's effective. Um, I'm able to spend minimal time on it. Uh, you know, majority of my job is either approving deals or sending out the marketing campaigns, and you know, I target areas where there's net in migration of you know, looking at hot markets um, in Colorado and Arizona, and uh, looking at recent sale data and making sure that I'm investing or purchasing land in places where it's proven that land is selling. And then I just, you know, I, I do my math and make sure that my ROI is appropriate based on either, you know, financing terms that I've got, you know, from lenders in my business or, you know, that I'm paying all the bills and that's it. It's just math.
0: Well, Mason, what advice do you have for someone who is interested in real estate investing would you have them look at other options, or would you say, forget all the other options and go into land flipping?
1: I'm obviously attracted to land flipping. Um you know, it's not the only thing that I do within real estate. I take my profits from land and put it into commercial real estate so far as my my other asset class uh, once again, because it's larger and more simple. I, I think the best piece of advice i can I can do or I can offer is just pick something and get started. Uh, there's so many opportunities, whether it's single family, multifamily, commercial, land is great because it's easy, it's quick. You know, you've got either money, time or deals. And, um, you know, if you can add value within either a current investor space or create value to future investors by providing money, time or deals, you um, you, you can go forward with it uh, I like land flipping because of the minimal competition I think you know beyond the small guys like myself and other people that um you know I've listened to some of the shows where other great land investors are on here uh, there's not really anyone doing it at the institutional level and that's primarily due to the lack of institutional financing that's available for this typical product where you know banks aren't going to typically lend to a land flipper the hard money companies that are in houses aren't going to typically lend to a land flipper. Uh, the hard money companies that are in land they charge you know relatively outrageous fees uh, you know typically 20 points plus 30% of the profit or more but there's a lot of people out there that have 100k sitting in a you know high yield savings account where they'd be happy to put 50 grand into a land deal and make 20 grand on a profit split so you know I I advocate for land I help people you know learn how to do it um which is basically giving them all the secrets and all the processes, policies, and procedures in my business, and all the exact systems—you know, the same stuff that I talk about and walk them through it. So, land for me is the way to go, uh, but you need passive income as well, which land can provide that. Uh, just from you have the ability to, you know, sell sell land on terms uh, and owner finance deals and stuff as well.
0: Enlightened investors, if you haven't done so already, be sure and click that like button and also click that share so others can take advantage of the content. And finally, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single one of our upcoming episodes. Well, speaking of the fact that you do mentor and you help individuals, tell us how it is that we can get in touch with you, take advantage of that, and tell us a little bit about uh, your mentoring program.
1: Yeah, I, I just got started doing it uh, not too long ago. I do coaching on a one-on-one basis where I walk individuals that have already had success in their career through my entire business and hold their hand through their first deal. So, you know, one of my students was texting me yesterday. Uh, he just got his first deal under contract. He just got started about three weeks ago. Uh, purchase price, 31000 Sale price is going to be 90000 And And uh, so it's it's fun seeing him hit his annual goals on his first deal. You can get after me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm not too, po- I, I don't get too involved in social media, but LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, and then I have a website, coachingwithmason.com, where we would, interview you make sure you're a good fit cuz just like that 8020 principle i'm working on building a community of like-minded land investors that are interested in you know taking down real deals i'm not going to coach you or teach you how to do the business if uh you you don't have the capabilities of doing it you know i'm not looking to make money in coaching it's about creating a community and helping people grow and achieve their own financial freedom whatever that definition is and i have fun doing it i'm used i'm used to you having 20 plus direct reports and several hundred employees. And now I have one employee. And mm-hmm. so I, I miss coaching and mentoring. That was a big big part of my business or big part of my role as a, a leader in healthcare.
0: Very interesting, uh, Mason. A lot of great things going on in your life. And you've had some phenomenal uh, success. Tell us about one of your major setbacks in life. It may be within real estate or maybe just uh, in other aspects of your life. But tell us about that. And how'd you come through that? And what did you learn from that experience?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, knock on wood. I, I haven't really had any setbacks in real estate quite yet. I almost lost money on one deal, but I ended up making $141. But I, I think in general, it's it's very easy to get caught up in in the rat race and whatever society's definition of success is where, you know, I, I had a lot of success in my career. I moved up very rapidly uh, to become the CEO of a hospital at 26, got the job offer when I was 25 years old. And to most people on the outside looking in, they see that as you've made it, dude, you're at the top. But what they don't see, you know, they see the, the 26 year old that's in a suit and tie and Coming into work early every day and leaving late every day, but they don't see my blood pressure being hypertensive stage two despite working out every day. Uh, They don't see not getting to spend enough time with my wife and my dogs. Uh, They don't see the ins and outs of the responsibilities and recognizing that a title or status or money don't mean anything whenever you don't have freedom and you don't have your health. So I. I think that it's so easy to allow yourself to fall into a trap. and I, I will not preach self-certainty. Um, I don't think my path in real estate or my career or anything is the right way to do anything. Everyone has their you know own set of, you know, biological psych- psychological and sociological predeterminants that affect them and what their capacity and capability of us, you know, is within the world. but it's it's not worth your life. Uh, that that job was killing me. And it was it was not worth it despite despite the status and the title and everything. And I think, you know, going out and doing this, I, I couldn't do it without my wife who, you know, worked, you know, worked full time and works full time to pay the bills while we could focus, you know, all the money within the business on recycling it. And I just um eternally grateful for her, you know, and allowing me to go out and do it because I think from a risk perspective, a lot of people will look at me and say, that's an extraordinarily risky thing to do. You were you know on, on the path to becoming you know VP senior VP of a fortune 200 company and you left it to go into you know th- this weird niche where uh, it's you know, I'm a pawn shop for land. I, <laughs> I buy land for cheap and I sell it for more. That's it. And people view that as as highly risky. and you know I counter that with uh, the greatest risk to me in doing this and jumping into this entrepreneurial world and being a business owner is I, I fail and I have to go get a job just like 95% of the rest of the population.
0: Well, it's kind of interesting to me that uh, at, at such a young age, you were able to figure that out, to uh, to realize that even though you had uh, climbed the the ladder rapidly and fast and you had uh, prestige and you had uh, security security, Well, a lot of people think you have security, but it's very easy to lose a W-2 job. (laughs) It's not as secure as what most people think. But anyway, you figured that out, that it was all of the prestige, the benefits and so on and so forth were just simply not worth it to you. Where did that insight come from?
1: I I view it relatively simply. You know, there's, there's capital owners and there's workers and you're one or the other in 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 america uh for the most part and i i did not enjoy being a worker where you think that as the ceo of a hospital you're going to have theoretically unlimited decision-making authority and you don't you know if you're working for a hospital management company which which i was you have all the all the layers and and you look back and it's uh you know I, i had to seek 17 signatures to get a new refrigerator for our kitchen it's, it, and, it, and it's typical of that. So, you know, I, I think recognizing that uh, you either have the ability to be in control of your life or not be in control of your life and recognizing that everything in life for the most part is a choice. Uh, I'm not, you know, my, my background's neuroscience and, uh, you know, I study and read neuroscience still religiously and, uh, you know, I'm not discounting the biological predeterminants of the way we behave and social determinants of health and everything like that but you know if you can escape you know escape the community that you're in that might be bringing you down or the people around you um or you know get on the appropriate medication or whatever it is to uh you know help you biologically you know every, everything beyond that's a choice you know you're choosing to be in the job that you're in you're choosing to be in the relationships that you're in and as soon as you recognize that i think it kind of unlocks this next level of seeking out truth Mm-hmm. Um, and seeking out what the meaning of life is or seeking out how you feel you deserve to live the life that you would like to live.
0: Yeah, certainly uh, those biological determinants are there, but I think, I don't know, I was reading not too long ago, I think that they consider that biology is probably no more than about 50% of uh, just about any equation. So mm-hmm. there is uh your own determination, uh, your own grit, and also the social environments in which you find yourself. And there is that aspect of someone was saying, and I think it's really true, that we are really a composite of the six people that we most closely associate with. And I think that no matter what our biological predeterminants are, I think that who we're associating with has is of paramount uh, importance there. Well, Mason, you shared with us one of the the difficult uh, aspects of your life and the decisions you had to make to get out of the CEO position that looked good, but that was killing you. Share with us one of your most successful endeavors in uh, particularly uh, land flipping and just kind of take us through the elements of that transaction.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not, not to duplicate the story, but I I think it's that first deal for me that was, you know, the most successful, uh, not necessarily from a a net profit perspective, although the net profit was great. Um, but from just a, a mindset, a mindset shift perspective. So I, I think being able to see, see it and get hands on and understand that all you have to do is buy something for cheap and sell it for more. It allows the business to grow. And I think, you know, to, to kind of further compound, you know, or expand on that is, you know, I did that first deal. And then as I I left my job, my last day was in January of 2022, I didn't get another deal for several months. And I think, you know, you can blame it on whatever, but I, I recognized it was, I, I wasn't sticking to what I said I was doing. You know, I was attempting all these different and creative marketing strategies. I was so excited to be outside of the The box that I had been trapped in for so long, and I had no red tape. It was just, it it was blue skies and blue ocean. And I started doing all these funky, weird marketing techniques, and none of it was working. And then I started sending direct mail again. And within another two weeks, I had five more deals that made me, you know, they're they're still paying me. Uh, Three of them are on on land notes, but made me another, you know, over the lifetime of the loans plus the sale another hundred and fifty grand or something like that. So uh, I, I think recognizing that simplicity is the answer of stick to what, what works and then iterate from there just feels good. And feels like a win of recognizing, Hey, you know, I I just need to send a little bit of mail and I can make some more money.
0: So, well, what were some of the, you had had veered away from the blueprint, essentially, what were some of the things that you were attempting to do outside of that blueprint?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the, the way I look at business is, a little bit different than a lot of the people that are going through those types of programs um, in the solo entrepreneurial role, where I look to delegate or advocate responsibilities that I dislike. I am, while I'm very driven and very hardworking, I think at my core, I'm a lazy person. And so I think, you know, I've got a full time acquisition manager that I pay salary plus commission, that their salary plus commission could far exceed what most most people would ever pay anyone. So I, I believe in paying people high and much higher than than maybe is typical or you should. Uh it buys loyalty and it also um, makes them work harder typically. Uh, and then I have, you know, abdicated certain responsibilities within the business to, you know, I have a team that does my due diligence reports on land. Uh, you know, I've got different software and tools where I've I've got more operating expense than people typically do because' I'm, I'm a systems guy. Uh, you know for, for anyone in the healthcare or the manufacturing world, um, you know I've got my black belt in lean Six Sigma, so I'm obsessed with process improvement and utilizing the most efficient and effective systems tools and processes to eliminate waste and reduce variation. And that that's what I attempt to do in the business and people are messy. And so if you can have a system that replaces people, uh, rather than looking at the cheapest way to do things, looking at the most effective way to do things, and then build that into the the operating expense of your business. So the main answer to your question is I, I use more more tools and systems I think than uh, most people that follow a certain blueprint and then, uh, I have more people involved in the business and I don't have a problem paying them. I'm not looking to, you know, make as much money as possible. I'm on the Real Estate Investing Abundance podcast where if you pay it forward and you treat your people right and you treat the people in your community right, it comes back around. And you know, that's never the intention to, you know, cash in on the karma that you're receiving by treating people right, but it makes life so much more enjoyable. You know we're we're on this planet for a very short period of time, and the more people you can help and teach how to do things, you know, either in a better, more efficient, more effective way, I think the happier we are. You mentioned you're kind of a byproduct of the six people you're hanging around the most. I fully believe that, and you know, I think uh, getting to be around a group of people that you're able to elevate and that elevate you absolutely crucial.
0: Well, in closing, Mason, what is your one word of advice? For a person who wants to get started in land flipping but has never done it before,
1: I don't gatekeep. You know, I I said it in, in the podcast of what my business is. I I look at markets. Um, you know, I pull data from PropStream. I use Pebble as a CRM, you know, and, and then I do coaching. So, you know, there, there's plenty of coaching options out there. You know, if you want to reach out to me, uh, I'd be happy to, um, you know, if it makes sense for both of us take you on as a one-on-one coach, coachingwithmason.com, pretty easy to remember, but it's it's just get started. Uh, I mean, you can do anything that you want to get started in whatever capacity that makes sense, uh, you know, people door knock in, you know, for for wholesaling homes. Go drive through a neighborhood and see what lots are vacant. You know, if that land has been vacant for a long time, you know, figure out who owns it. Give them a call. Send them a letter in the mail. Handwrite a letter. I mean, you can get started as cheap or as expensive expensive as you want, and it's it's surprising. You know, if you get a deal and you can't fund it, reach out to me, and I, I can help. I can help there. Uh, it's it's just get started. You know, pick a strategy, stick with it. And the the systems are out there.
0: Well, Mason, it has just been a delight having you today. Enjoyable conversation and very enlightening. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Dr. Allen. Enlightened investors. Wait, wait, don't go just yet. I just want to remind you about our recently launched webinar, That you will not want to miss. If you're at all curious and would like to learn more about how real estate investing can diversify your investment portfolio, alleviate the anxiety associated with Wall Street swings, leverage your 401ks and IRAs to substantially increase the return on your investment, and do all of this with turnkey, hands off, passive real estate investments, then you'll want to immediately go to steetalker.com forward slash webinar. In the webinar, we'll also address the common dubious investment schemes that you want to avoid. To access the webinar, go to steedtalker.com forward slash webinar. I look forward to seeing you in the webinar.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steed Talker Capital